Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, Ornella Pekka, another UK... Sorry, have I pronounced it wrong? No, 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 you're fine. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Um, All the way from the UK. And we're going to be talking about Syrian refugees today and how it affects the children of our world. Everybody keeps talking about terrorism and and, um, terrorists and and all Muslims are terrorists. And people are forgetting the kids and exactly what they're escaping from. And we need to bring more understanding and more humanity back into the equation. And uh, Anala has uh, is putting together a beautiful documentary drama uh, called Granite. And it's about two Albanian children, um, innocent children, rather one Albanian and Syrian playing together. But, you know, their religions don't allow them to do that. And, you know, they're the oppression that they're living under, the the fear that they're living under, there is no certainty for the end of the day, never mind the next day. The reason why they are running from their country, um, the situation that they're in right now, and what we as human beings can do about it. So we need to actually understand this, I think, a lot more from the human aspect and not from the fear-based aspect that's being produced to us today. And Anella is really a young female film director based in London. She has produced and directed a vast amount of content, varying from short films, commercials, promotional videos, and fashion runway shows. But this short film, Granite, is a drama documentary based on a true events in the uh, Kosovan conflict. It focuses on two innocent children who experience the effects of warfare. Whilst in London, a successful architect shares his story and the influences of a new project that shelters thousands of Syrian refugees in the UK. So let us get right to it because this is a very, very delicate subject. It is one that we really need to kind of wake up and really understand the whole situation about it. Most certainly have to bring our humanity back into the equation and understand these are people like us, just like us, seeking a home, seeking a meaningful purpose in life, seeking sanctuary, seeking love, and seeking the basic needs of food and shelter. So let's get right to it. Hello, Anella. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So let's give people a little on on your background. Um, You were once a refugee yourself. Yes, so um, I was a refugee in 1999 where we came to London. Um, We were fleeing for a better life. Um, There was a war happening at the time as well in Kosovo, but I was from Albania. Um, And we were getting a lot of refugees from Kosovo coming to stay with us. And um, one family convinced us to leave, you know, the country with them. And so we did. And uh, we were about, um, we were trying to get into the UK for about a month. So we were living in, I don't know where, I mean, I was six. I don't particularly remember it very much. But from what my parents tell me, it seems very um, exactly like what is happening, you know, today. So, yeah, that's kind of my story. And then I went through education. And then about four, four, five years after, we managed to get British citizenship because we started, you know, paying taxes, going to school, doing all of it. So, yeah, we were granted citizenship. And then we went through, uh, you know, education with my three other sisters um, and have settled in quite well. 
and you know lucky to have that start um and you know there wasn't an onslaught of people as there is right now mm. so you know um the uk was more able to actually you know, you know kind of help you on a more individual basis but you know right now we're really looking at a state of crisis where there are you know tens of thousands of people coming across the borders seeking sanctuary so what can you remember from that six-year-old kind of being uprooted from your home and and uh, you wouldn't know what was going on you wouldn't know that there was a political um, arena yeah. that you're running from I mean you know what's what was in a six-year-old's head well honestly when um, recently when I saw the picture of the boy uh, lying mm. down on the beach that image I couldn't stop crying all day um, because I know exactly like how that felt I remember being six years old and we were just coming off of the boat and my mother and my father were carrying me to the other side and then we all managed to get out on the other side but this other couple lost their child because um, they couldn't get it because it dropped so the water was very heavy and they accidentally dropped the child and it drowned and no one could go after it because we were in such a rush to get out of the boat before the police had caught us um, How horrific! Can you imagine? Can you imagine that mother? You know, not only can you not save exactly. your child, but having to leave it behind. And it's it's such a tragic thing. So when I see stuff like that, it really, really affects me, and it affects so many other people like me who were fleeing at that time from the Kosovo War. I mean, they experienced much worse things. Um, I just came for a better life. Like my family just wanted a better life. We weren't necessarily fleeing from war because Albania wasn't in war. It was more Kosovo. But the tragedies of just the um, the refuge itself and the journey from getting to one place to the other without having, you know, escaping from the police, going through the woods, sleeping wherever and, uh, you know, any places like that, it's, it's very, very traumatic and really, really, you know, crazy to think about how in this day and age people are still doing that. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, children don't understand. You know, no. we're going for a better life. Well, you know, what do they understand about that? It's exactly. just that one moment they're in a home, you know, it's something that all they've ever known. And the next moment, as you say, they're in the woods running from the police, trying to find some shelter. And, uh, you exactly. know, it can be quite um, quite traumatic for, for a child. Yeah. And I just think that one, and that's what really, really inspired the story is more, I wanted to actually do a film on um, something about women because where I'm from, women are very um, oppressed and I've broken many, you know, rules, cultural rules that are from uh, my culture, but it's just the way that I wanted to be and my beliefs. And I want to do something about feminism. And I don't mean feminism as in women are the greatest um, or better than men. I mean equality feminism. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to do something based around that. But, but I was stuck in Madrid airport and the idea came to me because it's based on a true story. It happened to my mother part because granate is basically the title of the film granate means grenade in albanian mm -hmm. and so the whole story the sort of narrative of it is that two young children find this grenade um and they're searching and they're having fun and they don't know what it is because they've never seen something like this before they're young they think that it's a ball and they start playing with it and so the story goes like that and that actually happened it's based on documentary because my mother and her brother were the two kids that were um, going to meet their friends and their friends actually exploded from this explosion because they'd found this bomb and they didn't know what it was so they started playing around with it. So that's where the film's core, like that's the core of the film. That's mm -hmm. the true events that have happened. Now what I did was when this idea came to me I thought, oh my god, this is, okay, okay, how can I make this relevant? How can I make it universal? How can I make it 
um, current and using my third eye, those who know film will know what the third eye is, is that I saw actually the issue was here, it was war mm -hmm. and like the conflict because the problem was, was the grenade. And so then I, I stepped back and I thought, okay, children, what's happening at the moment? The refuge, do you know what I mean? So it just, yeah. it was all click, 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 click. And then the ideas started falling, started falling into place. And then I just started writing it and it just, it came alive. And then obviously with the research and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the story of how, how it went and my experience of it. And the thing is, is, you know, all stories come from a certain amount of truth and mm. you've just taken a, an accumulation of stories and put them together in a flow of understanding. Um, okay. And it's, you know, people in North America, and you know, kind of really don't have any idea. You know, people in, in um, Europe have more understanding because there has been kind of an exodus yeah. of people mm. leaving countries now for quite a while. But mm. here in, in North America, it really, it was more the turn of the last century, really, and, or mm. even at the wartime when people escaped Europe to, you know, to come to sending their children or, you know, the wives and the children to America for safety. And I think that was yeah. the kind of the last onslaught, really, mm. uh, of people running from January. Um, we had um, a massive amount of Chinese uh, coming here in the 80s, running from um, China taking over Hong Kong. Um, so, you know, people run for political reasons, but they haven't really seen such a big onslaught as what is happening in Europe right now with, with people, you know, exiting because of such terror, such fear. Um, yeah. And as you said, that three-letter word, war, it has, it has such an enormous impact because, quite honestly, it purely and utterly equals death. Yeah, exactly. And very few people survive from that. Yeah, very few people survive from that. Yeah, and that's. But I think the thing with America is, I mean, demographically, it's a lot further away, and so it makes more sense for them to come into Europe, of course. But um, what I was really shocked because I've been following this for about since it started, the Syrian thing, especially, um, and the Americans. I just, I think it. Of course, it all comes down to the media and how how um, confined it is but when I was visiting visiting America a couple of years ago and um, and it was uh, there was something going on with uh, North Korea and the threat of nuclear bombing mm -hmm. and here in Europe it was all over the news like breaking news um, it was shocking we were all very fearful and I go to America a few weeks like I think it was about a week later to visit family in Michigan and I'm like you know how are you guys coping you, you know what's your news saying are you guys not worried they're like what do you mean what are we worried about yeah and like going about that day and i was like oh my god over in europe we're like stressing out for you guys you, you know and but it is it's such a shame because i just think that there are some really really good people you guys have huge like you're a huge continent with so many yes. people that could make such a difference and you know and, the, and again the film is about compassion and that can only be taught through, you know, education and um, openness of information and, you know, access to all of this stuff. But again, I think America just doesn't have that yet. Well, this, this, unfortunately, they're, they're controlled by the fear mongers. Mm. And, you know, we, we do have Donald Trump out there right now who's, who's trying to be a presidential candidate that is uh, becoming very dangerous. 
Um, exactly. Because, you know, he is speaking about, you know, all Muslims should be blocked from coming. I mean, he's segregating. I mean, quite honestly, there isn't anybody he hasn't pissed off yet. You know, from, from Mexican to women to to Muslims yeah. to uh, Iranian, you name it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, people are petrified that he will become president. Yeah. Um, I personally think uh, that it's going to be Bernie Sanders because he has a, a far more level-headed and really mm. what America needs. But, you know, we've just got a new prime minister here in, in Canada. And, uh, you know, he is a man for the people and he is about compassion. He is yeah, about working together in, in unity and, and collaboration. And, you know, when the first refugees started coming over, he, he met them at the airport and they all got given clothes appropriate to the weather because they were coming in back east. Yeah, and, that's uh, so, so great. Honestly, I can't tell you how... Um, such a relief and what an example though what an example for for the rest of the world exactly because let us not forget uh, uh, they're human beings as well running from terror has anybody fought to consider what they've had to leave behind their homes their businesses um, you know their way of life maybe other family members that couldn't get out you know it's their whole lives have been uprooted and yet nobody is looking at that and stepping into the trauma that they must be in never mind yeah. you know the the insecurity and the unsureness of where they're going to be tomorrow and now to have this awful label uh, you know exactly. of, of oh you must be a terrorist you know it's just ridiculous yeah and i think the worst thing the f- to add to everything that you said um the worst thing is that they feel that i mean you feel that you constantly have to defend yourself mm-hmm. and i felt that up until now and only recently have i become comfortable in who i am and my identity and where i'm from and how i came to this country and because up until now i felt like a fraud i, d- I wasn't born in the uk i didn't have um you know i wasn't born in the uk i was granted citizenship that wasn't something that i had from the beginning so I found myself constantly throughout my whole like education and everything defending myself, defending where I'm from. I was called a terrorist at one point when I was in ninth grade mm-hmm. by a guy, and I'm Caucasian. Like you, like you just wouldn't expect. No. Do you know what no. I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so, and you know, I I know exactly what what that's like. But I think having such a public figure like you know your pre- the Canadian president. Um, standing there and greeting with these yeah. people that's such such a great thing that i think the whole world needs to look at and needs to really uh, you know go after it and do what he's doing and, and bernie sanders was at a public speaking and a and a, a muslim woman stood up and she said you know what can you say to me and she said i'm i am muslim um, I am uh, highly educated i am you know studying engineering but basically i fear for my life because yeah. of all this exposure and he just went over to her and hugged her brought her <laughs> back to the podium and said i'm a jew my my grandparents were killed at auschwitz i know yeah. what you're going through and this has to stop and you know exactly. how how quickly people forget you no know, we're in an era where ignorance is absolutely not acceptable mm. you can mm-hmm. google anything there are movies and shows and books yeah. and education on what has been and the only reason why things keep repeating is because people choose to forget or yeah. choose to change. And we shouldn't be having this anymore. I mean, I don't I understand, know. you know, why ISIS has been allowed to have so much power, except for the fact that there is money behind them and it's mm-hmm. all a manipulation. But why can't the world come together and help Syria out by regaining their own country? I don't I understand know. this. 
No, me, me either. And it's something that I constantly ask myself. And you know, the stuff that you see on TV about, you know, how I mean, recently another uh, child was found on the uh, sea dead, along with you know some other refugees. And it's like. Um, and it's like, what, you know, how can we be at this stage for the Western part of the world I'm talking about, mm-hmm. even all of the part, like you said, we have the internet, we have um, everything, all these resources, and we still, to, and some of us, mostly, you know, a few of us still choose to have that one-sided yeah. uh, mindset. And I just don't understand how that's physically possible. And that's why the film really that's why going back to the film talk it really looks at both sides i'm not sure if you guys are aware in canada but um albanian because of the yugoslavian war there's such a separation between albania and serbia and most of um the yugoslavian parts as well there's so much hatred between those two races that even recently when they had a football game it was sabotaged there were uh, drones flying over with flags and um and then you know the smoke thing bombings um, and everything like that, and and today, like in this day and age, even though that we're all out there in the Western world, most of us have all fled, that we still have this hatred for one another, and it just makes no sense. And that's what the film really looks at, and it looks at the relationship between two kids and how they don't they don't understand this ra- this racism between them yeah. because they're not born with it, and that's where I think that we're going wrong is education yes that's where you know that's where the core thing is is education if you can if you can make education about current issues and show them both sides of a story that's when you're really educating people to be to have compassion within them and then to make a very good decision children are not born Mm. with this this hatred or this segregation you know they're they'll get drawn to people vibrationally and you know black white pink yellow polka dot kids are all playing together and there isn't any issue that issue comes from society it comes from the church it comes from the school it comes from the parents and we really have to to look at this my children are half chinese and although they don't look very oriental you know that they're definitely um, you know blue-eyed blonde british um Mm. and they're you know big dark brown eyes and with dark hair so clearly you know not uh, british descent (laughs) And, you know, you get people start calling them chinks. And, and especially as that was the time when there was an awful lot of uh, Chinese people coming in. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's why they'll come home from school and go, why? You know, what's that about? And yeah. it's yes. What is it about? What is it about people that they're so insecure that the only way they feel any form of empowerment is to put someone else down? Yeah, yeah I agree with you. I think that it's honestly it has to change like something has to be done but it's what's the core of it all though we have to question ourselves what is that what's what is the core of it well let's let's face it there is money in war Mm. and there are people that there is money in arms and there is money in selling those arms to anybody in order to keep a war going because it keeps them money in arms um, yeah. you know, it's, it's less about kind of the power over a country anymore as, as it is the profitability of a few. You know, well, war sells because fear sells. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. we, we have to pull the plug on that. You know, somebody has to go after these people and pull the plug on that. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, more and more I'm watching all these um, all these films about I'm really into these thriller um, type of and Homeland as well and mm-hmm. all these uh, House of Cards and honestly I know that 
I can un- I appreciate the roles that we have and the politicians, and I understand that 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 is a huge responsibility to decide what a nation does um, and to make these decisions. I can you know I can sympathise with that, but I genuinely think that you know there has to be a point where you draw a line. Yes, where you draw a line and you say, okay, there are better ways of dealing with it than doing that. Well, again, back to our Prime Minister Trudeau. Uh, Justin Trudeau, he, you know, he has um, uh, said he's 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 pulling um, his people out of um, mm. um, out of the war, so to speak. And he said, and then this next crisis came up. Are you going to send them back in? Do you regret that decision? He said, No, I stand by my decision. He said, We will be the trainers. We will train the soldiers. We will be there in acts of peace and to bring people together. But I'm not sending my people to war because although we're a vast country, we actually don't have a lot of people. The amount of people we have would probably be less in the whole country of what UK has nowadays. Yeah, no, definitely. So, you know, I I, I stand up. Yeah, exactly. I stand up for that. Why, you know, and and also he's opposed to the war and he's looking to, you know, let's find more peaceful solutions. And, you know, he won by a landslide. And so that Uh is showing how people really are tired of, you know, the, the quintessential bullying that we're getting from the media, that we're getting from, you know, the Trumps of the world. Um, Because it it costs lives. It costs lives of the young men that go to war and that come back broken. If they come back whole, they're a hero. If they come back with post-traumatic stress or limbs missing or anything, they're a burden and they're ignored. Um, You know, we've got to really look at where is our value of life and why are we not valuing life more than we are heroism? Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think because I think for those for that part of the world who are so focused on politics and are so, you know, that's the way that they choose to define their information or show their information. I think what we should be doing the other half who are more creatives and what my approach is as well is that make infom- make films or make Yes content that really matter that can really open the eyes of some people that when they're sat there you're sitting there but you're you know taking in this information but something is going through and even if it means implementing it in entertainment or in ways that a viewer may may not necessarily think that they're getting that firsthand but after when you're finished watching whatever it is or listening to whatever it is that you're listening to that you question yourself that you question what you're seeing and that you question your beliefs almost and I think that's the kind of material that if the people in politics and the people in uniform can't do, then the rest of us should be doing that and should be making that kind of content that's out there to the world that can be seen by all these people. And that, then that way, I think we can open up more minds, open up more opinions and just... And that's know, what really, that really is what's happening, it. though. This is what we're seeing. We, you know, we're yeah. looking at we're looking at, uh, you know, uh, celebrities or people in position that aren't politicians and saying, you know, Definitely. We're getting the same old rhetoric from everybody. And, you know, we're, we're as citizens of the world, are tired of this. And we're standing up for this change. We're standing up for, you know, f- that, y- you know this oxymoron of war on peace. You know, uh, yeah. y- y- war and peace don't go in the same sentence. Um, there is far too much glamorization of war. And that is Definitely. because behind that, there is far too much profit of war. Yeah. And if we need to change that mindset and stop glorifying the war and start really looking at the victims of the war 
and start turning ourselves to compassion and mm. humanitarianism and understanding that we need to prevent this and when it isn't a case of of such turmoil that we need to step up and help heal yeah exactly and i think i think you're completely right in saying that and we shouldn't we shouldn't even be just looking at the places in crisis at the moment like syria i mean there's africa that's yes. always had hunger issues then i mean all with all the food that is thrown away if we just made a tiny <sighs> bit of you know, oh, God, no, don't so get me lives. going on that one. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> lawyers got into it. So you have places like McDonald's and all of these fast food places that after a certain time, the food has to be thrown away. They mm. cannot be put in a, a containment for um, the homeless in case the homeless get sick and sue them. So why can't oh there be a God. sign off from somebody saying it's signed off? They yeah. will eat this at their own discretion. And we have people... In North America, we have, I've done numerous shows on homelessness of people that are hungry and homeless and forgotten. And yeah. we have so much waste and it's, it's the gluttony yeah, is yeah, disgraceful. Yeah. It really is. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's also another topic that's huge and that, yes. <laughs> you know, we sometimes turn a blind eye to because when it's closer to home or when it's just new and fresh, our attention's automatically there. But there's so many stuff that you see on the internet and it's like oh but what about you know sorry there folks we dropped there for a moment uh, retrograders <laughs> out in the air but you were talking about you know because of the internet yeah so i was saying that because of the internet it's such a great way of connecting um people and i think i was talking god what about I, sarah help me out <laughs> Um, we, 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 about really quite honestly that um, today we don't have any excuses that we have so much access to people to information that exactly. really, you know that really uh, I mean I I don't know how many people I've interviewed in uh, from the UK that are actually migrants um, and you, you, all of you have started new lives there but every single one of you have not forgotten your home and you're out there helping other people um, find and navigate their own journeys in life, um, because which is what I celebrate. You know, people that that aren't just being complacent in their new beginnings, but are reaching out to help other people find them as well. So kudos for you for doing that. But, Thank you. But yeah, we we don't have an excuse today, do we? Because not only can we reach out to other people around the world, the information is constantly out there. We yeah. have. Got We've got yes. shows and, and, and documentaries and, and uh, people in the public eye stepping up and making statements. This ignorance, um, I believe, is more arrogance um, and re really can't be tolerated. I completely agree with you. Everything that you said is right and that we're just, everything is literally at our fingertips mm -hmm. and we can help people at our fingertips. You can donate, you can, you can do everything that you can through the internet. And it's crazy. You don't even have to book a flight anyway. You don't have even have to get on any form of transport to do this. Just pick up the phone, type something on the internet and you're helping people out in the most mm -hmm. smallest of ways, but it makes such a change for these people. So what you're saying is completely right. And that, um, and that we do really just have to be, more thoughtful and just have to spare one minute of our day and think okay well what can I do in this one minute or if we have a tiny bit of free time how can I educate myself or what's happening at the moment okay well how can I help you know it's just about thinking you know about others and I don't know why that is you're right migrants that come here I find are so much more um, 
sort of open and so much more willing and helpful and a lot more thoughtful as well um, because whenever we go back to my home country we take with boxes and boxes of clothes and we give them out to people who are less fortunate and that was what 20 years ago that we were those people without any yeah. clothes yeah. and so you know it's always about and it's just about helping people and it's about being a bit more open minded and just thinking okay well how can I do something that it won't you know that's easy for me to do if that makes sense yeah and and you know we talk about even kind of just the good vibrations um you know walking down the street and and smiling at someone can make exactly. their day and it's <laughs> you so know, rare in london you know, everybody with their heads down or <laughs> heads on the phones to, you know texting if one you another, do that right? if you do that i swear to god police will be caught up on you it's so rare <laughs> and, and sad sad that it has got like that because you know like carol king's song you've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show, yeah. show all the love in your heart and you know i think this is what we're missing is that we've become rather desperate for connection but mm. we've also become so mistrusting of it and Definitely. you know and and it's we're in a world that is like a box of chocolates everybody's a different flavor they come from a different place and you know mm. that's what makes that box of chocolates so exciting and yet people are stuck on that one flavor and they look at the other flavors and go but you're different so therefore you're wrong and we have to get out of that uh, mind thinking. Definitely, definitely. And it is, what you're saying is right. And it's crazy how we live in that kind of, I mean, I'm always trying to make an effort to go and see people like face to face. But I have to admit that I'm one of those people who find it so much easier to connect through the internet. And, you know, I'll be on my phone a lot and it's really, really bad. And I question myself I'm like oh my god why why put your phone away or you know do something and my partner always tells me he's just like when put your phone away okay no phones I'm like yeah but what if something important comes in nothing important will come in what is so important like an email is not important right you're not you a know? doctor on call exactly you know it's a you know rescue unit or whatever it's a, yeah. you know I'm, I'm my kids laugh at me because I've still got a Blackberry and I can just about text <laughs> and phone and uh, and that is it and it's like everybody's on their phones and I go no I'm on the computer six to eight hours a day interviewing yeah. people from around the world and and uh, doing all the the social media etc when I walk away from this I'm walking away from my job and now it's yeah. about people and we have to draw that line in it and it's the same with kind of the information. That's another point, though, because information is so accessible. But also, you know, they always say don't always believe what you read in the newspapers. Yeah. It's the same thing of what you see up on the Internet. You know, people love sensationalism. Mm. They love drama and they'll buy into wrong information before yeah. they'll accept right information. We as the reader need to actually look into what well, is that true? And do a little more research before we go, oh, it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so, you're so right. You've literally nailed it. It is because, you know, we're so, you know, you see all these videos and uh -huh. all these, like recently I saw some a really horrible videos uh, where they're slaughtering dogs in China, oh, I think yes. it was, or something. Oh, yes, oh my God. Idea. And I had, I don't know where, where it came from but I clicked play for some god knows what reason and I was so like shocked by this and it had god knows how many like views on it and you know obviously that that piece of material was true because it was yes. video you know but yeah there are other you know articles for instance daily mail I'm always 
on that for some god knows what reason because it's just interesting and we thrive of it but i question it. i'm like no okay go to the, go go to a more reliable thing of what's happening at the moment and what do you know what i mean yes yeah i mean and anybody so, can write in wikipedia so don't believe that yeah. that's the actual truth um and uh um you know the authenticity of a person is in the person so you know if you want to really know who a person is reach out because generally somebody has some form of social media so yeah. reach out and get to know them um uh, you know or knock on the door or whatever the case is <laughs> but mm. you know don't assume it's like uh we have an enormous problem here in north america especially america of still you know black people being shot and killed yeah, and definitely. jailed more than anybody else they're targeted and it's getting ridiculous and yeah. if we don't hold um, the police accountable, um, you know, this is never going to change. Uh, it's the same with everything that we do. We need to look to ourselves. Now, I'm not saying we have to love everybody in the world because we are allowed yeah. to disagree. We're allowed to dislike certain people. Yeah. But this hate vibration, just because somebody is a different color skin or a different religion or a different economic background mm. has no basis and no grounding. Yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly right. It's like that. And I think that, you know, what what the problem is, is that once you get public figures or pe well-known people, like, look at, for instance, Angelina Jolie. All her work in Syria is so great right now. Everyone is worshipping the woman. And she, sh she deserves it because she spent so much time out there. And her, you know, her work and everything, she's, she's a really great person. But people are noticing a lot more now. When public figures attach themselves to these things and do the right thing that's you know how awareness is raised i suppose yeah. and that's why i'm saying it's it's the it's the citizens it's the you know there's a certain amount of responsibility to being a celebrity and you know it's it's find something that you believe in and you know the ones that kind of put their name to something but you see there's no personal attachment and there's those that are completely committed to it because they give Hello? oh can you not hear me oh no so, you know, we're looking at those celebrities that are truly authentic because they give their time. You mm. know, that those are the people that you really know that they're going to get out there and stand up for that cause. They're going to give their time. They're going to give their money for people just to be, you know, in the public eye and they're joining a cause and they turn up at events as a public figure are not the same people that are truly and utterly committed and putting themselves yeah. on the line. But we need those people because they do draw attention to things that obviously our governments aren't yeah exactly and i think once you once you get someone to do that and it just brings it down a notch it just shows that because angelina jolie's gone gone from being uh i mean a hollywood figure an actress a director everything like that to becoming an ambassador mm-hmm and I just think once you make that transition, I mean, that's something that I would love to do one day is go into something like that. But that's amazing. Once you've made that transition, people will then look, have a much more respect for you when you've come from that kind of career and switch to a more political one where you're actually helping good causes. They'll follow that person instead of the politician who's you know born and raised into becoming a politician. And so I think that the more people, the more celebrities and the more public figures that we have who are genuinely, you know, wanting to do a good thing for a good cause, I think that's where, um, you know, more of the vast public will start 
taking notice. But it's also it, questioning. But it also shows that the distinguished between uh, the the performer that is out there for the glory and those that are out there for yeah. to tell their story. Um, you know, and, and when you've got somebody that you know, and, and this goes. Um, whether you're in business and you become rich, I always say, go make a whole load of money. I don't care, make a shitload of money. It's what mm. you do with that money. What, what exactly. other opportunities are you seeding? You know, what other, um, other people are you enabling to follow their own path in life or to give back? If it all becomes about me, me, and I, I, and then everybody mm. starts going into drug rehab and this and that, you know, then it's, you know, the fame, they've not been guided along the line that uh, this the glory that you have is make sure it has a story that it can mm. tell that benefits other people. I agree. I think, I think that would be, you know, that's the core and the key of it all that these public figures that so many of the people read about, they start to at least open their mind to these events and to these causes and, you know, just raise some kind okay, maybe you're not, you know, maybe you don't want to stick it out and ride it out like Angeline Jolie has, but at least, you know do your part mm -hmm. give back you know so that some of your followers who may actually be interested in that kind of topic can look further into that you know well let's talk about your architect in london who's decided to you know um, help thousands of, uh, of syrian refugees in the uk here is somebody that clearly has made it and has this conscience to reach out and help others Yes, exactly. So um, that character, who I can't mention his name because then that would be ruining the story, but that character's, you know, finally made something of himself and he's getting recognition for a good cause. Now, he's made a building that is housing loads and loads of refugees. So taking his skillfulness as an architect and really using that skill. And when I thought of that idea, I was like, oh, my God, like, we should be doing more of this. We mm -hmm. have so many different people in different areas um, with different professions could be doing so much more, you know. And so that, you know, I made my character because I needed him to have some kind of um, public attention and have some kind of credit worth. And that was the most, uh, that was the best sort of way in. And what better way of, for an architect to make a sustainable building for that houses thousands and thousands of refugees? Like, that's what they want. That's what um, the architect wants to do his job, feel good about it, and also, you know, please other people, save so many lives. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody has that right to, to, to you know, roof over their head. And mm. um, I have a show coming up next week um, of a young woman, Jasmine Burton, and uh, she and her team out of uh, Georgia in the U.S., uh, developed this uh, loo toilet seat that can be used um, in third world countries because people don't realize in third world countries people are still just squatting on the ground yeah. or in the hole and she's uh, invented this this toilet and and now talking to the refugees um, association because you've still got so many in, in just in the woods in fields yeah. uh, about you know simple things like this and um, I think I think the complacency that we have as um, as people who are living uh, you know a more affluent life or have the opportunity to live a more an affluent life have to really understand that uh, refugees did not ask for this um, yeah. these Syrian children Iranian children did not ask for this any child of war did not ask for this they are truly the victims and we've got to stop having them pay the price for it 
exactly and i think what you're saying again always is completely right and um you know it's about again raising awareness and that these we they don't have a choice they didn't back um during the during uh, Second World War, they didn't have it during the Yugoslavian World War, and now they don't have it again during the Syrian World War, Syrian Civil War, and we still haven't learned anything from it right. because it's still happening. And so, uh, I just think that we really need to knock our heads together and just think about something that we can all do. And you know, one of the things we we can do and step up is is, is start literally verbalizing no more. You know, yeah. we're, we're not going to feed the war. Um, we're not going to allow the loopholes that allow these arms dealers to sell weapons of mass destruction to anybody, to the highest yeah. bidder. We've got to stop having those few um, funding wars in other countries because of they, they make a profit. And it most certainly is going on. Um, we have to get behind those countries in trouble as United Nations and step up and help them in every way they can to regain their own country. Yeah. I mean, this is something I think people don't understand. They don't want to leave their own homeland. They're exactly. being forced to. Exactly. And they can't. And if you look at the pictures and the reality of it, it was actually horrific. Like, there's nowhere to... They don't have houses. Like, there's nothing there. I saw, of, um, I saw something on the internet of a couple, uh, a Syrian couple, and they just got married. And... It was so beautiful, but so sad because they'd done their wedding pictures um, in front of, you know, this city that was obviously just route like gravel everywhere, destroyed buildings. But it looked so beautiful because they were happy and they were there, and this was their hometown, and they, they were still remaining. You know, they that was where it was. And but the obviously the sad thing was is that, you know, this was a city or this was a town holding people in it, and now they've got nowhere to live they've got no education they've got no jobs no no no, ha no, no roof over their head which right. is like you said everyone deserves a roof over their head and so you know people don't we just need to start realizing that again they they haven't chosen this life they're running away from fear and if you in loads of interviews as well muslims and syrians say that you know we want to go back to syria that's our home yes but there's no place for us there and so we just have to remember that and really just try to do whatever it is that we can personally to better that. Well, you know, it kind of happens in, in several folds, doesn't it? You know, in the meantime, we need to, to give them that dignity of a home and of a life. Um, mm. You know, not just food and a house, but a purpose. Um, so, mm. you know, I know that there's a lot of countries, I don't want to give up my job. So, okay, fine. If, if that's the case, have it that they have a temporary visa. Uh, and mm. you know, for the for the next period of time, so they can work, so they can be dignified and bring money home for their own family and contribute to society, and uh, you know, depending on what happens in their own country or whether they wish to stay in two three years time, then the application for you know fixed citizenship is there. There are many ways of doing it, and, you know, and people that say, but they're going to take our jobs. Well, if you're no good at your job. You will be replaced Someone, anybody. Yeah. So, exactly. So we maybe it'll make so you step up, right? <laughs> it's so much of that. I'm always so amazed. You know, there was this great craze of um, in the UK. I mean, uh, there was Polish people. You know, there was a craze that Polish people were coming, and then um, Spanish people, and there, there's so many like, oh, you know, they're taking our jobs. Well, 
you know, I'm sorry, but if you can't do your job properly and someone else can and they charge maybe a little bit cheaper than you, then obviously people are going to go with that option. Yes. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, there is a lot of that. You know, it's um, when I was living in South Africa, um, uh, the Malaysian uh, community was very segregated and then they were brought into the workforce and they were started replacing white man's jobs to their horror. <laughs> and that's because they were two or three times harder. Yeah, and obviously that's... being paid less, but also worked harder uh, because they really wanted that job. Whereas to other people, mm. it was just a paycheck and they didn't care. Um, so, you know, it really comes down to the complacency that we have in our own lives. And like, you know, have we become so complacent that um, we've forgotten what a hard day's work looks like or forgotten what gratitude looks like or yeah. taken for granted the roof over our head, the food in our bellies? Um you know, do you need that second latte of a day or could that be donated to someone else? Yeah. You know, there's, um, it doesn't, you know, people say, well, I'm just barely scraping by, scraping by. Well, I think it actually is really good for the moral of the family. If you say, okay, uh, you normally get a treat on Saturday, kids. What are you willing to give up that we can now give towards refugee or towards our own homeless, our own people? Mm. And, you know, teach them about giving. Yeah, exactly. My boss, um, going back to that, my boss is actually, he takes his children to the supermarket and he makes them buy everything that they want. And then what he does, he make, he make they pack it up and they go to a refuge camp and they leave them there, which is in a way mean because the kids think that they're getting it right. for themselves. But then it teaches them that actually, you know, other people may, may want this and other people may not have this. And then they feel that, which I think is, is really funny and really great actually. So that's something that he shared with me the other day. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think, you know, this is something we we became very much of a me, me, me society. Definitely. And, you know, and I'm very much a person who advocates your eye. Stand up in your eye. Be abundant and happy and purposeful in your own life. Because then you can contribute more to the we, your community. And, mm. you know, it's we've got to stop being me, 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 me as to what can I do for the we. Yeah. So let's talk a little more about the story behind it. I know it's about two Albanian innocent children experiencing the effects of warfare. Um, but, you know, what else can we expect in the movie that you can reveal to us? Oh, God. Okay, so it's split into two parts. So what we do is we go back to um, the kid is actually, uh, it's a Serbian boy, half Serbian, half Albanian, and a full Albanian girl. So conflict already there. And so the film is split into two parts and we come go back and forth into two different time areas, eras. So in 1996 is where we focus with the kids and then in 2016 uh, is where we have a look at this architect who um, you know, has done this amazing building for the Syrian refugees. And you can expect incredible music. Um, I have a really, really amazing a sound composer working on it and he is so incredible and we're getting an orchestra together and everything like that and the music is going to have um, a traditional sort of Albanian feel to it um, also you can expect some very amazing actors working on it I have um, Pristina's best actress working on it who loves the story and who also has her own personal experiences with this story which when she told me I was you know shocked um because she is obviously a part of kosovo and they went through the war and everything so i can imagine her experience as being quite horrific mm -hmm. um and so and i've also got an unnamed name playing the architect who i can't reveal just yet so please tune in and find out i'm hoping to do um 
a private screening of it in May and then I'm launching it all through the festivals and try to run with it as much as I can and again to raise awareness and to try and get as much recognition and also put Albania on the map as well it's such a tiny country that no one knows about but actually there's so much going on within that tiny country and so much that has gone on and so much beauty as well within the country that I'd love to you know draw a bit of attention to it because you know so many things are coming out um, from there things that have actually happened within the country that are occurring in the rest of the world right so um, yeah you can expect to see beautiful Albania in the film and beautiful London too and, uh, and you know I know that you're in a fundraising phase at the present moment a crowdfunding campaign mm-hmm. where people can donate to help the project get along and um, where can people go to um, to support that so it's on um, it's on a page called Indiegogo uh, campaign. So if you click on there and then you type in Grenade short film or just Grenade, you can have a look at it or follow the uh, Twitter stuff, which I'll mention later. But really, the campaign is there more to like I was approached by a sponsor and he told me, and he told me um, he said, oh, you know, I'll give you all the money, um, just take down the campaign. And I said, no, 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 this campaign has to stay there because it raises awareness of the cause that I'm trying yes. to. Uh, you know tell but it's not so much about the money the money's great it would be able to help me with filming but the key of it is to really you know we're certainly in retrograde today we've had a lot of fun with this show with the (laughs) internet keep crashing on us but you know we plow on through because we've got a great message here and and you know your movie is is so important um, I think most certainly to the western communities to really show what is going on to bring the humanity to it to bring the face of really what's going on the mothers and fathers the children uh, the same as everybody else you know we get off the um, religion we get off the 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 color of somebody's skin or the difference of their language or the difference of their their food and we start looking at people from more a humane aspect with more compassion for what they're going through in life and you know I think we we would be better off as humanity So, the movie you say is going to come out in, in, you have a screening in May? Yes, so we've got a screening in May, a private screening, and um, the campaign will be up and going till uh, mid-January, so everyone can click on there, watch the video, find out what the project is more about, look at why we need this funding, and what any donation, big or small, um, can really do to help the cause, and to also raise... um, you know awareness of the project as well because there is genuinely a really good cause behind it and there's education behind it and there's a, a war that not many people know about that actually is exactly the same thing that's happening right now yeah, exactly. and so the film really you know puts that into perspective and puts into perspective that modernized countries like london and like um albania uh, which isn't so modernized are actually very similar in the sense that these things have happened that these people are you know migrating to these countries and are making them what they are today um so the film you can expect to see it in the festivals um in the upcoming year in 2016 we do the applications and it will be all through there wonderful um it's so very much needed and uh you know that this education is so much needed and just you know a point about raising money i'm going to go back to bernie sanders again mm. you know you've got people like Trump, he's using his own money, but he's got other people campaigning for him. And most of the others are all sponsored by big industry. Uh, And he refuses to take any money from any corporations. 
and the average donation has been anything from seven to eleven dollars from yeah. the individual and he's already uh, exceeding in campaign money from the individuals at that low rate than anybody else that's been sponsored by corporate and there it's an insane the amount of money that they charge to to win an election is sick but it just shows that when people believe in something exactly exactly it when doesn't people matter believe in something you will anything anything that you have yeah. that, like will actually make a difference yes. anything that you do you know what i mean and that's what that's what people need to be reminded of it's, as you said, it's not about the one lump sum from one person. It's exactly. about it's about you know the little sums from many people because now those many people are invested in the story, and and will obviously want to get it out so that other people can see it and be educated. This is something I'd like to see in schools, uh, yeah. you know, as being a part of an education of really what is going on, um, and you know, obviously an inspiration to other philanthropists of what can be done to help. You know, it's not just the refugees when we don't have any refugees running anymore. We've, we will still always have homeless people. We will yeah. always have people that are that have hit on hard times. So, you know, those innovations are always wonderful for people that are just trying to make a life and, uh, you know, start from somewhere, build from somewhere. Yeah, exactly right. Well, I really give you kudos for doing this. Um, you know, as you said, you wanted to do a movie on, on, uh, on women, which I will be next I presume <laughs> yes definitely that's something that will definitely be up but I've got a lot of competition because um, the other film with Carrie Mulligan was just truly incredible yeah so um, there's a lot going on with women at the moment I think it was it's such an upcoming issue and um, not an issue but like a great thing and I think that many people can look forward to a lot of women coming out this year and next year and really creating some amazing things Yes, and uh, you know one of the philanthropists that um, that uh, a Swedish one um, that he um, started a, a radio station in uh, a Saudi country for women, for a women radio hosts speaking to women, and he said I've only got forty percent male listeners, and I go what? <laughs> <laughs> and you know just imagine that impact yeah. of the changes that that is doing, and it, it's like it's. You know, don't wait for everything to be perfect and aligned. Just get out and start yeah. making that alignment. Start making exactly. that difference, and and do whatever you can. And and hopefully, people will turn around and and look at the refugee situation now, and and stop looking at it as 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 they're different from us. Yeah, they're people that are living in hard times, and you know, it's you have to think about it. Uh, you know, Canada and America were not involved in the war until later. Yet how many people ran from Europe to Canada and America for safety? Uh, mm. They were mostly welcomed with opened arms. They weren't looked upon as terrorists coming to con take over their country. Mm. Um, so maybe, you know, we've, we've got to stop buying into the negative media, start taking some accountability for, for what really is going on and making sure yeah. that we truly choose to, uh, to understand and stop buying into that sensationalism definitely exactly what you said well folks can can you please give everybody how they can get hold of you all of your um urls yes so um if you follow us on facebook it's um just film granate that's g-r-a-a-g-r-a-n-a-t-e sorry i forgot how to spell <laughs> and then on twitter it's um at film granate uh <laughs> 
and then also at Instagram it's Gonard Short Film so if you just click on one of these I'm sure there will be a link to somewhere and you can follow all the updates from pre-production where we're doing storyboards uh, where we'll, you'll finally um, get to hear about who the famous actor is that I'm having on the film and also uh, to the fil- to the images on set when we actually go out to Albania and start filming it's beautiful out there so you'll get to see all the scenes with the kids and how we create everything so please 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 tune in and you know please folks understand this isn't sensationalized this is taking you know true story events and and uh, yeah. just reenacting them for you as you said when you came over to England um you know the family that you came with lost a child and yeah. uh, you know this is happening and uh, this is real this isn't just drama or or, or good f- you know good movie this yeah. is life reenacted for you to understand exactly what people are going through and to add to that as well, is the whole crew that I've got is so multicultural and they're all migrants to different cities from London to Italy. You know, they're all, it's such an amazing crew. And also, you know, my family are coming with me out there to help with everything. So we're all going back to retell this story that happened how many years ago. So yeah, it's a really, it's really something very authentic that I think that many, many people need to see and to hear. Exactly. Well, thank you for doing it. It's a story that's so much much needed to be heard. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I hope that it helps people see things in a different perspective. And please, folks, do step up and help with the funding. Um, You know, it's it means that you're part of that. You're part of that solution by bringing that awareness. And, you know, just uh, when when you are up and going, please let me know. Um, I want you back. I want to see the response from the movie and who this architect is. Maybe have the two of you on. That would be wonderful. I would love that. And uh, and to really keep this story going because um, this isn't going anywhere. It's not just the flavor of the month. This is a story that yeah. that's, um, needs to be told for some time to come. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, love. And I hope, folks, that you've just learned some things here today and to realize that we are all people seeking a better life. And uh, we can be a part of that equation by stepping up and helping. So uh, plug in your compassion and your humanity and step out and help someone today. Bye for now.